From Madison, Wisconsin, World Dairy Expo presents The Dairy Show, the digital meeting place of the global dairy industry, where we sit down to talk cows, cutting edge technology, and the colored shavings. Welcome back to The Dairy Show, everyone. I am once again your host, Katie Schmidt, and joining us from central Minnesota is Annie Vanerden, the general manager of Silver Street Dairy, LLC. Welcome to the podcast, Annie. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Um, It's great to catch up again. For those of you that don't know, me and Katie go way back to our childhood days. So very excited that we're both strong women in agriculture here today. That we do. I'm glad glad we brought that in right away because uh, that is how we made this connection and why I know you are going to be such a great guest for today's show. So I'm going to have you start, Annie, by introducing yourself and sharing how you're connected to the dairy industry today. Yeah, for sure. So like like you said earlier, I'm the general manager of Silver Street Dairies LLC. We have um, three dairies that are located here in Minnesota and one dairy in South Dakota. My main roles are definitely on the cow side, employee side, day-to-day um, management of these dairy farms. I don't get to all four dairy farms in a day or even a week, but my main job is to work with the site managers that we do have and the herdsmen, training them, retraining them, um, helping them reach the goals that we set out for them in production, reproduction, animal health, and kind of like any day-to-day problem solving that comes up on a dairy farm, as most of us know. Um, I do spend a majority of my time um, at our two central Minnesota locations, which is Silver Streak and Blue Streak. Those are located just 20 miles apart from each other, and that's kind of where I started. I started as the sole manager of those two dairies. And uh, yeah, but what's great about our whole operation is everything is is kind of set up the same at each site. Um, health protocols, employee protocols, milking routines, kind of what we do, how we feed our cows, um, very similar from site to site. So that makes it very easy for me to go from farm to farm and work with work with our different teams that we have set up. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. And we're going to get more into how you manage and what works on the, the Silver Street Dairies. Uh, but because I grew up with you, I know that you have moved throughout the country uh, in your brief uh, career or even before you started in in the industry to areas throughout the U.S., always with ties to dairy. I want you to talk about what those geographical areas were that you've been in and maybe what set each part or each area apart from others. Yeah, so our story, our Aachen family story kind of started in Iowa. That's where both my parents are originally from, where they grew up, were raised, went to college, um, both Iowa State grads. So I was born in Iowa, lived there for my first five years, um, but didn't have a whole lot um, to do with what we were doing there. My parents were farming with my dad's brother um, in a tie stall barn, and he later left the farm to go to vet school. Then as soon as he graduated vet school, we moved up to Sock Center, Minnesota. And that's where our family grew. Um, for, you, for those who don't know, my family, there's 11 kids in our family. So we, we needed these dairy opportunities that are coming up in, in the future here and coming up further on um, as we went from place to place to keep everybody busy. But Sock Center is kind of where all of us got our roots and all of us 
got our fix for dairy. Um, that's where we milk 70 cows and uh, had a calf operation called Calfland. We did some custom raising for one of the dairy farms that my dad was in partnership with, uh, the United Dairies that are in central Minnesota as well. So for that part of my life, the biggest standout, central Minnesota is great. I love being back here. What I see is that there's so many people who appreciate dairy farming and so many people that are so closely tied to it. So that is proves to be a great community to be a part of. Everything that you could possibly need to fix things is within 50 miles, which is a big difference from where like in Indiana where we've lived or or uh, Kansas, which we'll get to those parts. But central Minnesota, definitely a good dairy area, really strong 4-H programs and really glad that I got to grow up here for the most part. We lived in Sauk Center for about 10 years and I moved, our family moved to Indiana when I was 15 in the middle of high school for me. So I was a bratty teenager and probably hated my life for the first six months because my parents did that to me. But looking back, it is by far one of the best things that's ever happened to me personally, moving to a different area when I was that age. And to this day, like Indiana is still one of my favorite places. Um, I would love to go back and live there someday. So many friends are from there because that's where I decided to continue my education and went on to Purdue University. So we moved to Indiana and uh, that's where we got our first big taste of a commercial dairy farm. We moved to Benton County in Indiana and we were the only dairy farm in the entire county. So totally different kind of situation. Yeah, than central Minnesota, as you know. But they weren't, I mean, the people in Indiana were great and still are today. The community and neighbors welcomed this larger dairy. We had a large we have a large commercial dairy farm. Now we have three in the area. The biggest thing, I guess, that I take away from from that part of this part of my journey in that part of the country is Indiana doesn't have a lot of dairy farms, but the dairies that they do have are very high quality. They really pride themselves in what they what they produce and what they show. Um, very connected to the consumer there. I see that very well in Indiana. Yeah, the people, not many dairy farmers, but very good quality dairy farmers in, in Indiana. And uh, as we as we move along, I still have a sister and her husband that are managing a dairy out there. And uh, my brother Jacob is working out there too. So a couple of us kids get dropped off kind of along the way as we go. And uh, yeah, I love Indiana though. Definitely a lot of good memories there. And and learned a lot of how a larger operation runs and and glad that I got that experience young like I did. So I kind of knew where my career was going to head, hopefully in the future. What do you think it is about Indiana dairies that allow them to be so connected to consumers or what are they doing right out there? I think a lot of what they're doing right is they're they're out in their community. These dairy farmers are definitely taking hold of the whole agritourism thing. I know up in northern Indiana, that was a big thing and still is. A lot of inviting people to the farm, a lot of fall festivals, 
agritourism for sure. Um, so that's great. And it seems that the people in Indiana, whether they're in agriculture or not, they have some background on it because it's a lot more rural in Indiana. I mean, you do have your big cities, but not nearly what's going on here in Minnesota where the big cities are, you know, so big and extend so far. The big cities in Indiana are kind of big where they are right in the middle and then it quickly turns into agriculture. So I think just the general consumers are just a lot more aware of how important agriculture is to their life. So yeah. Okay. So back onto your journey. So where do we go after Indiana? (laughs) So I stayed in Indiana, graduated high school. And a couple days after I graduated high school, my family packed up and moved to South Dakota. Like literally, I think it was two days after the graduation ceremony. Moved to South Dakota because um, there was an opportunity there. And that's something that I really am grateful for that my parents weren't afraid to do. My dad is in partnership with with a couple of these dairies. And he's the guy that they go to to go and get stuff up and running and get started for the company because he's the one that gets stuff done and, and not afraid to to move from place to place and shows up and and gets the farm up and running the best. So so we moved to South Dakota next. Uh, that's the dairy that's a part of these Silver Streak dairies that I'm now a, a part of as well out in Warner, South Dakota. And yeah, I don't really have uh, too much to say out there because a lot of my time while my family was there, I was at Purdue, um, still in Indiana, but definitely a, a great place to dairy out there as well. The A lot of agriculture going on out there. Definitely like a very friendly, agriculture friendly state when it comes to their government style and their and uh, their regulations and all that. And everybody knows that it would be a, a great place to live, too. So out there, um, it was a dairy farm that had been shut down for two years and a rotary parlor. So that was kind of new and exciting for our family. Went out there and and got that place running. And then next was on to Kansas. And this was the biggest and most difficult adventure, I think, for my whole family, including the younger ones as well, because that's that's where they had to really step up to the plate. We bought a feed yard. We were having our young stock raised at a different dairy, a different feed yard in Kansas, but we saw an opportunity to buy a feed yard and do custom raising ourselves, like take complete control of what was happening with our young stock. And I'm so glad that we did. We've seen such tremendous improvements, just having that control over the young stock and having some skin in the game. I think my brother, John, is down there running it and he's doing an awesome job. But he knows that if he sends me something up north, a fresh cow that shouldn't have been sent on the trailer, maybe she needed a little bit more time until she was ready to you know, enter our lactating herd up here, that he's going to hear about it. because that's the kind of relationship that we have. You know, we both, what I do affects him. What he does affects me. I got to, I got to send down healthy calves for him to raise, make his job and life easier. At the same time, he's got to get that calf to, uh, you know, to a producing cow and send her back up to me. So it's fun. I'm really glad that, that this business, um, that Silver Street Dairies kind of make that made that a priority um, over the last 
oh, going on four years now, five years, we've had that feed yard. But they made it a priority that this is something that we wanted to do because we want to have more control over what, what we're raising. And we've definitely been reaping the benefits of it. So in Kansas, it's totally different agriculture than here. Everything's under irrigation. We're in Southwest Kansas, so very sandy. Everything is under irrigation, different cropping style, different, different crops available to feed. But it's a great place for heifers. I wouldn't change anything about where we raise our heifers now. It is low inputs, great weather. Yeah, can make some great young cows. So very happy with that. Tell me about how that relationship works in your calves are born in Minnesota. You send them down to Kansas and then they freshen and you're getting fresh cows back. Is that right? So the way that these dairies work, so the four dairies that I that I work with, um, Silver Streak is the mother farm. This is where I have all of the dry cows and all, uh, and we also milk cows. We milk about a thousand cows here, but I take all the dry cows in from Blue Streak, Green Streak, and Warner Dairy out in South Dakota, and then my own dry cows. I take in all the dry cows, and then I calve in those those dry cows, and send fresh cows back to the dairies where they where they need to be filled up. So when that calf is born here, she's here for about a week. And then I send her down to Lake in Kansas where our feed yard is. And she stays down there, um, gets raised in calf hutches just like she would here in central Minnesota. Um, but she gets raised in a calf hutch and then grows, gets bred, pregnant, and she actually does have her calf down in Kansas as well. So we get the, the calf out of that springing heifer. And then we'll milk the springing heifer for anywhere from like 15 to 20, 25 days. Get her off to a good start. Make sure she uh, is eating well and, and producing and doesn't have any fresh cow problems. And then she gets on a trailer and heads back north. A lot of our two-year-old heifers go right to Warner Dairy in South Dakota, which is great. It really helps us be efficient and it really helps us focus each dairy where where they need to focus and pay attention to what they need to pay attention to. I love it too because all of our fresh heifers go to one dairy. So the people that work there, they know how to work with fresh heifers. They can be difficult at times to to train on a on a rotary parlor. But they also have great repro. So it's a little give and take. <laughs> you know, they have these beautiful young cows to work with every day, breed and and milk, and they're they're great. Then moving on to Blue Streak, for instance. Blue Streak is a smaller dairy. We have a herringbone parlor there, very old style, but still works fine. So I purposely try to get them the bigger cows um, because they fit better in the parlor there. So the guys there, they know that these are the cows that I'm working with, working with older cows, usually lactation three and greater. So older, bigger cows, it's going to take a little longer to get them milked. Repro might not be as great, but because of that, we're breeding almost all of those cows to beef because, you know, those are older genetics, you know, send them to beef and uh, still get a profitable, you know, Angus cross out of them to sell. But yeah, that's that's one way that 
that really helps us improve our efficiency from site to site. And here at Silver Streak, you know, I have the maternity, I have hutches, I have a pasteurizer, I have all the equipment for these calves, very expensive equipment that I don't need to have at every single site because this is the only site that that has the calves. This is the only site that I need people trained in maternity, something that's very crucial, very important to a big commercial operation like we are. You know, what happens in the maternity affects for years the profitability of our business. So having it all right here, something that is so important. And that's why I probably spend a good amount of my time here at Silver Streak is because this is the mother farm. This is where the magic happens. How do the streaks fit into the bigger picture of central Minnesota? And you talked a little bit about it at the beginning with growing up in Sox Center because you're close by to your hometown again. But what does the rest of dairy look like where the streak dairies are located? Two of our farms are located here near Buckman and Sock Rapids. So central Minnesota for sure. And lots of lots of dairy in this area. So for those two dairies in particular, how it fits in to a larger picture is we we work very closely with our neighbors. We lean on each other without a doubt. There are times where our neighbor have their choppers down or, or uh, they're pumping manure, but they can't get this certain part. Being in central Minnesota like that, there's, there's a good amount of larger dairy farms. Um, so that's nice we're able to lean on each other and help each other out because when it's go time for chopping or when it's go time for manure pumping, we got a lot to do a lot in a small amount of time. So we really lean on our neighbors. Um, we need them uh, to buy a crop up off of to, to take some manure in return. You know, we try to try to build the community around us, um, try to buy local as much feed commodities mineral, silage, hay that we can local. That's what we like to do. And that it goes the same for our dairy up in northern Minnesota. That dairy is near Ada, Minnesota. We work really closely with the farmers up there because we don't own any land up there. We just own the dairy site. So we really lean on them, have a good relationship with them to get the cropping in, to get the cropping done. Because nine times out of 10, it's the same time as what's going on down here. It's a lot of moving parts and and the community really, we really value relationships within our community so that we can get everything done that we need to in a timely manner. And the same within South Dakota. I mean, that dairy is five hours from us here in in central Minnesota. So we can't pack up all the time and, and bring the pumping equipment out there and bring the chopping equipment out there. So we really lean on the neighbors out there as well in the community. So everything has been great on that front and something that we, we work on every, every day and every year. So. Sure. And I think that's actually a great lead in because my next question is about your pace motto. Can you explain what that is and what it means to your farms? Yes. It's something that we Kind of got started probably close to four, five years ago when I really got into working with these different dairies and my brother Jacob really took the the forefront on this motto as well. It's just something to help keep us all a bit more connected because you 
you can get lost being out on on these farms you know you you're working hard every day and you're working with your team on your dairy every day but you, one thing that we just wanted to keep reminding people is that we are a team even though one of our dairy one dairy is in South Dakota we still need to be coherent in what we do every day and be comparable in in that sense where what I do here affects them out there. So we came up with this PACE motto just to help connect us a bit better. P-A-C-E. So the first part is people. Uh, We really, really care about our employees that we have here. We want to grow our employees, not just come in and do a job, but that they're a part of the community, that they're a part of the greater good of agriculture. You know, what we're trying to do every day is is produce a, a good product for the consumer. So we really put a lot into our employees, making sure they're well taken care of and they know what they're doing and why they're doing it so that they they feel good about what they're doing every day. Next is A. A is the animals. That one's pretty obvious. Every dairy farmer like need animals to do what we do every day and we really appreciate the dairy cow so animals is the next part we really we want to take care of our animals do what's best for the animal at all times yeah without the dairy cow we wouldn't be here today so that's part of our motto c is for community again just kind of the ties that we have to our communities because of how much we need them and we hope they need us a little bit too but just always working on that relationship with the community whether that's just on the agriculture side or, you know, bringing revenue to the area or, or being involved in, in the local schools or the county fairs, you know, things like that. We really take pride in that. And then last for the E is environmental. We got to take care of this land if we want it to be here for generations to come. And if we want it to continue to provide a food source for us and for our animals, so environment is very important to our motto. We try to uh, put back into the land more than we take out of it every year. And yeah, something that we try to relay down to all the employees as well as they're living in, in central Minnesota and in South Dakota and, you know, all the way down to Kansas. So take care of the environment. Well, I'm sure as people are listening to this, they're probably going to agree with me in saying that. I think we can classify you, Annie, as a, a young up-and-coming dairy leader, uh, especially on a farm manager side. Curious, from your perspective, what do you see as the biggest opportunity for the dairy industry in the next, say, five to 10 years? Well, thank you, Katie. That is such a big compliment coming from you. <laughs> I, uh, I looked at this question earlier and I was like, oh, I could talk about robots. I could talk about you know, all the great technology that's coming down the line, but all of us know all that. And all of us are going to jump on that train when we're, when we're ready to, and that's great for all of us. I'd like to look at this question and answer it from like a different perspective. And this kind of goes back to what I was talking, talking about with the different teams. We, we need to build good teams of people because the farmer has always prided themselves and they should continue to pride themselves in, in having many job titles all rolled into one um, and being really well-rounded. But as a dairy woman who works on larger dairy farms, there is no way I could do it without a solid team. 
and I'm not, not, I'm not just talking about the people that I work with every single day, like in the parlor, my employees who, who milk cows or my employees that um, clean the stalls or my employees that deliver calves, not just those people. Those people are, of course, the foundation. But beyond that, you need a good, solid team of people who want to and can do a good job at your bookwork, accounting, and financials. You know, so the people like myself and the people on the ground who are, you know, spending all this time running around the farm, getting all the hard, getting all the work done in a day, they can come back and look at this information that you've compiled about the financials and the accounting and see, okay, what are we spending every month here? What are we spending every month here? Is this normal? Was this month higher? And then that way, the people on the farm you know, it helps us tremendously work each day with a bit more purpose and a bit more direction. Like, wow, last month, the repairs were outrageous. What happened? You know, like, why did we spend so much on repairs at this dairy? You know, why did we spend so much at Blue Streak this month? And dig into that and get that better. And same with the feed side of it, you know, like, what are we paying for feed? Yeah, just building your team with people who who can who who have the knowledge to do that stuff for you so that you can look at it and do your job better the things that you're good at for me the stuff that I'm good at is being on farm running around checking out my teams training retraining supporting encouraging my employees so for me I'm not a big financial person I'd like to be more but I really lean on the people in the office to to tell me what, how we're doing on that side of stuff. And same with like our nutritionist and our hoof trimmer, you know, they are trained and specialized in those areas. So let them do what they're good at, build trust, build a good relationship so that you can come to them with your problems. You can come to them and they see it as their problem as well. That is something that I see as a great opportunity for dairy farmers. It's like, you're not alone, man. I know dairy farmers sometimes like to work alone and that's fine. We all do. We all have those days or those moments where like, just leave me alone. I'm going to get this done myself. It's going to make me stronger. You know, we all get into that mode, but it's like, no, you're not alone. Work with your nutritionist, work with your HR team. If you are a bigger company and you're able to afford an HR team, do it. It is going to make your job more enjoyable and more fun and everybody happier. So that's an opportunity I see. Definitely. I like that. I like that. There's a lot of, yeah, a lot of opportunity for growth and and team when you outsource or when you bring in experts. So what a great like thing to capitalize on for an opportunity for the industry. Let's also talk about an impactful lesson that you've learned maybe recently. So like we'll say the last two years or so, what's, what's the most impactful lesson that you've learned? I like this question because it reminds it it kind of goes into tune with with my family. So we have these different dairies and we all we all work hard every day and we all you know, we all have our own place. Like I'm here in in central Minnesota and my brother Jacob used to be a lot more involved here in central Minnesota, but now he's really taking hold on the dairies out in Indiana because that's where he needs to be and that's where he wants to be. So it kind of got transitioned to me. I, I'm, 
moved up and and got to do a lot of these big decision making on the dairy farm and I love it but that has been a very big lesson to learn and the thing that I've learned the most is do business with the people who have the same goals as you and want to see you succeed because there are so many different businesses out there that you can work with from animal health, utter health, drug companies, nutritionists, whoever. I mean, there's so many, so many in, in this industry. But when I got transitioned into the role that I am and people started coming to me because they wanted to do business with us more or they wanted to see what we're doing and see if there's a place for them in our in our operations. The biggest lesson I learned is you can't always go after who's the cheapest. Yeah, who's the cheapest and who's, you know, you got to really look at the quality of the product and the quality of the people that are standing behind it because that's going to go a lot farther reaching your goals than anything else. Those are the ones that are going to dig in with you and keep digging and keep digging until you come to the conclusion, oh, this is what we need to do different. This is why we're having this problem. Like I said earlier, like I can't keep track of it all. So I really need to be able to build that trust with with other people, outsource a little bit so that we can all make things better. We're going to wrap up with one more question. And that is, what is some advice that you would offer young people starting out in a career as dairy managers. Yeah. And I would love to put a little plug in here because we're always looking for hardworking individuals. But some advice that I would give young people starting out is that you will get the training that you need on the farm that you go to. All right. So don't be scared to go far away or to try a different area of the United States. So many different ways to dairy, so many different ways to milk a cow, so many so many different operations. Some are new, some are old, some are in between. So you will get the training that you need when you get out there. And my boss has always told me this and continues to tell me this sometimes. When you first get started that first year, two years, you will be drinking from a fire hose it will just be blasting you in the face and you'll just have to take it as much as you can. And that's, that's the way it is. That's how it goes. There isn't a lot that you can like that you can do um, besides bring your work ethic and bring your, bring your ideas and, and bring, you know, your, your problem solving abilities and all that stuff, bring it, but it is going to be tough the first couple of years, but it will get better. And the best thing you can bring is bring your work ethic and, and show that you care because people are around you are going to notice that and people around you are going to start to care more and start to work harder if, if they see you doing that. So yeah, work ethic is huge. And today's work culture is changing so much. And I'm not saying it's changing in a good way or a bad way. You know, every work industry or every industry is different. But, you know, being a dairy farm manager, it most of the time is not an eight hour workday. And I know that's not as appetizing to a younger generation that we're in, including myself. I grew up in it, so it wasn't that hard of a change for me. But I know it's not as common and it's not as appetizing to to younger people. But dairy farm managers, you most likely will be working more than eight hours a day. 
some days it might be 12, some days it might be 14, some days it might be six because you still got to take care of yourself. You still got to take care of your family. Um, you still got to do what's best for you and have a good, good balance between your life and, and work and all that. But yeah, it is hard work, but it's very, very re- rewarding. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, change my occupation for anything. I'm very happy where I'm at and hope that uh, other young, uh, young people can find, find uh, the joy in dairy managing like I do. That is a great way to wrap all of this up, Annie. So thank you so much for joining us for this episode of The Dairy Show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Dairy Show. We hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget to hit like and subscribe wherever you are listening to us today. And of course, don't forget to tell your friends about how much you are enjoying The Dairy Show. We would love to have them join us as well. And last but not least, if you have any comments for us, send us an email at wde at wdexpo.com. We would love to hear from you. 